0: You are listening to The Attitude Zone with Dr. J.G. Rodriguez. First of all, thank you for taking a few minutes of your day to listen to my podcast. If you happen to enjoy the podcast, do me a big favor. Share it with your family, with your friends. And one more thing, share it on your social media platforms. The more listeners I get will confirm that this podcast is actually helping people. I want to be able to help people achieve success in life. My model is to help you dream big and to reach higher. My name is Jose Rodriguez. I earned my PhD in leadership studies from Our Lady of the Lake University. Leadership studies is basically the study of how leaders interact with followers. It wasn't an easy road for me to get there, but I did manage to achieve that goal of mine. So why am I doing a podcast and why would I title it? The Attitude Zone. I believe the attitude is paramount to everything that we do in life, to our success, our failures, how we view life, how we interact with other people. So attitude is very important. Here's a couple of things. This is my first podcast. I want to talk to you about how I went from GED to PhD. But before I get there, I do want to set some ground rules or the standard for this podcast. The reason I titled it The Attitude Zone you know, I'd, I struggled for a while to come up with a name. My daughter and a friend of mine, I kept texting him uh, late one night. We were texting back and forth and I was telling him what I wanted to do and he gave me some suggestions and we finally arrived at this title, The Attitude Zone. Attitude is a, a mental position. With regard to a fact or state, it is also a feeling or an emotion toward a fact or state. This is according to Webster's Dictionary. So in other words, your attitude is how you feel and what your position is about what happens to you in life. The zone, I think most of us have heard of the zone. If you watch sports, you'll hear of some athlete being in the zone. Again, went to Webster's Dictionary and I found that zone is a temporary state of heightened concentration experienced by a performing athlete that enables peak performance. You get in this zone that helps you achieve pretty remarkable results. If you're a basketball player, every shot you shoot, you make. If you're a football player, you're a quarterback, every pass you throw accurately to your guys. If you're a baseball player and you're a pitcher, every pitch you throw, is a strike. You know, you're in that zone where everything you do seems to be successful. That is the reason why I wanted to start the podcast, The Attitude Zone. The Attitude Zone is going to be more than just positive and negative attitude. I think most of us understand what negative attitude is and, and positive attitude. Uh, I say more than positive attitude because I, I think that positive attitude has behind it an idea that, okay, you know, something negative may have happened to you. So just kind of ignore that negativity and, and think of something better. And although that is helpful, that is wonderful. And that's a great practice to, to have. I think that having the right attitude helps you have a positive attitude and choose positive. Or positivity over negativity. I was doing some real quick Google searches and I found that negativity can change the way you look at the world and keep you from enjoying things that used to bring you joy. It stops you from trying new things that may be spectacular. Negativity can keep you from maturing and learning how to cope with the challenges of life. It can lead to loneliness depression and stress negativity can take away energy and motivation instead of being a go-getter you become hopeless and simply cannot help yourself those are some of the results of having a negative attitude from a physical standpoint it also negativity will cause unhappiness stress research has been done on this stress can weaken your immune system and of course when this happens you're more likely to get sick catch the flu catch some type of illness some type of disease you'll experience more chronic pain and such you know some of the research I don't have the the sources for you here but there's a lot of research on that now positive attitude here's a couple of definitions for having a positive attitude is a mental state that expects the best to happen it means a positive thinking habit or choice or the practice of believing that everything's going to turn out well for you um, others call it a, it's a means of creative thinking you know you have to to look at life and situations with a, kind of like a bird's eye view, looking at everything under. With a positive attitude, you're not afraid to look at new ways of doing things. You become more of a risk taker. You're optimistic. You look at the, the glass is half full. So you're looking at the positive aspect of things. A couple of quotes on attitude. Here's a, a Swedish proverb. says, those who wish to sing always find a song. See, that's an attitude. It's an attitude to have. If you want to sing, you'll, you'll sing whatever. <laughs> uh, you'll sing a lullaby. You'll sing... Uh, a song you heard your parents sing, uh, a song that, you know, you were on your way to work and you heard the song and, you know, you'll always have something to sing about. You'll look for things to sing about. If you have one good thing that happens to you, you sing about that one good thing. Another person, Mary Engelbright, I hope I said her last name correctly. She said, if you don't like something, change it. If You can't change it. Change the way you think about it. If you don't like something, change it. And if it's impossible to change it, then change the way you think about it. You know, So, so in other words, change your perspective, change your perspective. Someone else said that happiness is an attitude. We either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves happy. Either way, the, the amount of work it takes to do both of those is the same. It's all in your attitude. William James said, the greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitudes of mine. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, William Dyer said, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change perspective. Once again, talking about perspective, but I think this is the, the, my favorite quote that I've, uh, that I've read on, on attitude. Only in darkness can you see the stars. Martin Luther King Jr. Instead of complaining about what's around you, instead of complaining about the emptiness, the darkness that is around you, look at the positive, the silver lining behind all of this. You can look at the stars. So the attitude zone is about developing the right attitude. That That's what I'll, I want to help you with. I believe that part of my calling in life is to help people i've lived almost half a century i completed my 49th year of life so i am in my 50th year of life and in that time i have made a ton of mistakes too many to enumerate too many to to bore you with but those mistakes have taught me so much some of those mistakes have become valuable lessons. Others, I'm still looking for the lesson or I forgot or I'm ignoring or I don't want to learn it yet. I'm not quite sure but i've made a lot of mistakes in life many when i was younger and still now as an adult i make mistakes every day you know i don't i don't think that there's a person out there alive that lives their life mistake free everybody makes mistakes and and certainly i have made quite a few of them and i choose to learn From my mistakes. You know, making mistakes is not not wrong. Living in mistakes, that's a choice. So I choose to correct my mistakes whenever possible right away. I mean, I I made a mistake earlier with my daughter and called her back and told her, you know, that I loved her and I'm sorry and, and I apologize. I repented for my actions. And I think that's. That's part of maturity. That's part of having the right attitude. The right attitude is not going to keep you from making mistakes. The right attitude will help you address those mistakes and correct. So that is what we want to do here at the Attitude Zone. We want to help you develop the right attitude and we'll look at some things in life and things that happen in life and see how we can learn collectively you know how you and i can learn something from it and maybe become better people the ultimate goal is for us to become better people uh, that you become a better citizen uh, that you become a better son daughter father son uh, father mother husband wife grandfather (laughs) grandmother Wherever you are in life, and my hope is that these podcasts would help you. I'm planning to do this uh, every Tuesday, so on Tuesdays uh, you'll have a new episode. Today's episode is about going from GED to PhD and how I developed the right attitude to get there again, you know, it goes beyond just choosing not to be negative or choosing not uh, just positive, looking at the good stuff. It's about looking at life as it is and choosing to confront the problems, the mistakes, whatever it may be. And if something was wrong, if something was broken, something uh, some error occurred, did you confront it and repair it, fix it and do your best not to repeat it again? Your attitude is determined by what you feed your mind. So some of the things that we were going to talk about is so that we can feed better things to your mind because your attitude is determined by what you're listening to, watching, uh, who you hang out with. Uh, when I was young, they, they used to say, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. It kind of didn't make sense completely when I was younger. And as I got older, I started to to peel that onion layer by layer. And each day it reveals something new to me. It is what you are feeding yourself. So in essence, if more negativity goes in, then you can expect more negativity to come out of you. If more positivity goes in, you can expect more positivity to come out of you. That's why I believe that we can develop the right attitude. And to do that, you must start by renewing your mind. In other words, change what you feed your mind. Um, if you haven't, by this point, um, I am a believer, I'm a Christian, and there's a scripture in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, that tells us that we must have the same attitude that Jesus had. And somebody say, Oh man, that would be impossible. Or, you know, if you're really good, you may say, Well, you know, I'm there already. But what that means, well, you know, from my understanding is that his attitude was that he was not looking for recognition for who he was. You know, he was God and he wasn't looking for recognition for who he was. He was looking to do what was right. And that is to obey his father and all that he did. So to develop the right attitude, you're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to experience many difficult things, many challenges along the way. So you will have to encourage yourself. When I was growing up back in the 80s, there was a Saturday Night Live skit With steward, I forget his name, but Michael Jordan was a guest on there, and it was called the skit was called Daily Affirmations. At the end of you know whatever they were talking about, and says you know I know that I can do it, you know because I am uh, smart and gosh darn it, you know or whatever something like that. Dog on it, you know people like me. So sometimes you're gonna have to tell yourself that you need daily affirmations. You need to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then who will? Who is? And that's how life begins to change. That's how the attitude begins to change. You start by believing in yourself, believing in what you're trying to accomplish. I went from being a high school dropout to earning a PhD in a span of 11 years, right around 11 years. In 1989, uh, about three months before graduation, I dropped out. I dropped out of high school. And uh, over the years, I, I used a lot of different excuses as to why I did that. I, I used a lot of different, <laughs> you know, I call them reasons at times, but really uh, it, they amount to just a whole bunch of excuses. I I, I imagine I didn't like school that much. It's, it wasn't because I wasn't capable. It's just I didn't have the motivation or the discipline to be able to accomplish that goal in life. And, uh, you know, for a long time, I, I blamed uh, the system. I blamed uh, anybody that I could as long as that, that finger was not pointing at me. And I, I was simply just a dropout. And life changed for me over the years. And. You know, I got to tell you, you know, it won't be easy, won't be easy because these are learned behaviors. These are things that we have learned over life. So in order for us to develop the right attitude, we're really going to have to discipline ourselves and, and make some changes. It won't be easy, but it's not impossible. You can accomplish it. And if you're listening to this, this is a great first step. So thank you. Thank you for listening you know, you and I will grow together on our journey to continue to develop the right attitude and have the right attitude in all that we do. And to do that, you have to get in the zone. <laughs> you know, you have to be like an athlete. You have to get in the zone and accomplish everything that you need to accomplish. So, you know, growing up, I was, uh, I grew up very poor, uh, my family and i we were we were poor, and dirt floors, cardboard walls, you know no running water, no electricity, uh, none of the luxuries that I now uh, oftentimes take for granted. I didn't have any of that; we were a very poor family. We lived in the projects. Uh, those of us that grew up there, we call them the courts uh, here in the west side of San Antonio. Uh, it, it was the Alzan Apache courts. Yeah, We grew up there. Crime and violence was everywhere. I remember playing and there was always somebody in a fight, you know, somebody getting stabbed, somebody getting shot. Something was always happening. So after I dropped out, I... I tried my hand in a few things, you know, I tried to better myself, and eventually I decided to join the Navy, and I joined the Navy to get away. It, one of the reasons was for me to get away from all the negativity, for me to get away from everything that that I was involved in, I was already, you know, on drugs, alcohol, alcoholism. I started drinking when I was 12. I was smoking when I was 12. I was doing, you know, drugs, uh, up to cocaine. By the time I was a freshman in high school, it it was, things were not looking good for me, so I decided to join the Navy and just kind of get away from everything here, but I left to get away. But I took the hood with me. I took the courts with me. So, yeah, I joined the Navy, and my attitude was still the same. I was doing the same things over there. We went overseas. I was drinking overseas. I was looking for ways to, to get drunk and get in trouble and cause havoc. That's, that's what I was doing. Uh, I spent uh, almost four years in the Navy. Then I received my honorable discharge, came back to San Antonio and I lived in a different side of town but I still had the hood in me I had the hood with me in other words I had the same attitude Uh, growing up you know or back then we used to say you can take a person out of the west side but you can't take the west side out of that person it's an attitude it is an attitude it's not that you the west side for us was an attitude, and I carried that attitude with me wherever I went. I was in and out of jail many times, I, 13 times, <laughs> at least I, I think that was the number. The last time I went before the judge, his, uh, his name was Timothy Johnson, Judge Timothy Johnson. He's the one that I used to, they used to send me to all of the time, you know, from criminal trespassing. I had a DWI, and... But he's the one the one judge that I remember. And the reason I remember is because the last time I was in court, he said, if I see you again, you're never coming out. <laughs> Whew, I didn't want to see him anymore. You know, and when there was uh, commercials on you know, reelecting a person, and he had a he had a commercials, I changed the channel because I just didn't want to see him and I didn't want to take the chance that he could see me through the TV. So, but anyways, you know, the, in other words, I I had the bad attitude. I I had a negative attitude and, uh, and I wore it like a badge of honor. I, I said, this is the way life is. This is what life, uh, these are the cards that I was dealt in life. And this is who I am. If you have a problem with it, tough. (laughs) And uh, the only person that I was hurting was myself and those around me. So, you know, eventually I got married. I got married. My wife and I have been married uh, for a little over 22 years now. We got married in 1998. And then we had children. Uh, Our first one, Judah, was born in 2000. And then... We had another one in 2002 and then another one in 2003 and then our baby from 2004. So we had four children in four years. And as they started to grow up, my perspective started to change. It was a badge of honor to have that attitude and to say, man, I dropped out and look at me. But now things changed. You know, my children were looking at me. They were looking up to me as, you know, as children often do. And I thought to myself, you know, I don't want my children to, to have this image of me that I am just a dropout, a high school dropout. And I don't think, and I say that, you know, cautiously, but I don't believe that my children would ever just think of me like that. But for me, it was a motivating factor. It was something that helped me change the way I was looking at things, change my perspective. I started developing the right attitude. I I was looking to the future. I wanted to leave a better legacy. So I decided in two thousand eight to go back to school. I was, what close to thirty eight years old. <laughs> So, you know, there, there you go. You know, I'm dating myself here, but I was close to 38 years old when I went back to school. And, um, and as soon as I started school, I was talking, you know, one of the professors was telling us, you know, a little bit about what they do. And she said, you know, my Ph.D. has helped me. Uh, achieve this and, and do a number of things. And when I heard her say that, I knew right then and there that my journey getting back to school was not just to get a bachelor's degree. I needed to go all the way and get a Ph.D. I told my wife, I said, "That's that's the goal. I said, I'm in school to get my Ph.D., Fast forward a year later, you know, I, I was taking a lot of courses and I finished my, my bachelor's in, twi- in, in 26 months. So, you know, the, the last semester of, uh, of school, I took 21 hours. It was, it was crazy. You know, it was, my family was so supportive. My wife and my children were so supportive. Um, but you know, the, about a year into it, in 2009, things started to get really hectic for us, uh at our church and, you know, and just in life in general. And it was finals, you know, the first, I was completing the first year, you know, of the two years for my bachelor's. And I, it was finals time. I called my wife, you know, on the way to one of the finals and I said, you know, I, I just, if things continue to go the way that they are, you know, I I, I can't do this, you know, I'm just gonna quit school and um, get back to doing what, what we need to do and, you know, shift my focus and my wife encouraged me then she said no you've started this and you have to go so you know in order to develop the right attitude make sure that you have people around you that can challenge you they can hold you accountable to your goals to the things that you want to accomplish she pushed me forward and i wanted to quit but i didn't because i i Allowed her to encourage me and to let me know that, you know, she was going to be there for me. So I continued, got our masters, and that was very difficult. My dad had been sick at the time and it, it was really tough, you know, to, cause I had to go to Virginia, Virginia Beach to, you know, I would travel over there three times a year to go and finish my, to get my PhD. And I did that for four years. And that was very difficult. And, um, I almost quit that too, and one of my professors over there, my my mentor, and you know where I got my life uh, coaching certifications and such, he encouraged me and pushed me so that I can continue to move forward. And I started my my PhD in August of 2014. That January of 2015, my dad died, and again, there was a challenge, and, uh, you know, I really, really wanted to quit. I said, you know, this is just way too much, and uh, my children really encouraged me, and uh, they were getting older. Uh, The oldest was now in, uh, about to be in high school, and Then my perspective shifted once again and I thought to myself, I don't want my children to think of me as a quitter. Someone who starts something and then quits. So I continued. And the PhD was difficult. (laughs) Took me about five and a half years, close to six years or something. Yeah, about five and a half years. I finished June of 19, June of 2019 is when I defended my dissertation and, and accomplished that goal. It was difficult to get there. And all along the way, I needed to make adjustments. I needed to make, uh, I needed to evaluate myself. I needed to change the direction that I was going. I needed to adjust a number of things in my life. And I was, you know, by that time, I was already reading a lot more. I hated reading. Let me tell you, I hated reading when I was in high school. Uh, I just didn't like to read. I, I'd ask people to write papers for me. I'd ask them what the book was about. I, you know, If there was a movie on it, you know, I'd try and do that and write the paper from that perspective. It, it just, I was a mess. So I didn't like to read, but by... By the time I was in my PhD, I was reading a lot more. So my perspective and my vocabulary, my my thought process, all of that was changing. Because whatever you feed will always grow. So what it, if you're feeding negativity, you will be the most negative person around. If you're feeding yourself positivity, you will will you will grow. So I went from GED to PhD not because it was something that was easy to do. Uh, I remember Dr. Green, one of our the founders of the uh, the leadership studies program at at the lake. He said we do this to honor those that came before us. So really those those words caught me, you know, to honor those that came before us. You know, my parents, my grandparents, they sacrificed so much so that I could have this opportunity. So we were doing what I was doing so that I may honor them. And then she also said, we do this because it's difficult. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that is, that is pretty true. That That is accurate uh, because chasing the PhD was difficult, but I want to turn that and, you know, just let you know that chasing your dreams may not be easy. If it's easy, your dream is too small. You need to dream bigger. You need to reach higher. There's always something that you can accomplish. You have to learn to believe in yourself. Feed yourself the positivity. You know, there's people that want to get married. Don't go asking people that have failed marriages. Don't go asking somebody who's been divorced 20 times and ask them, is it good? <laughs> you know, because they're probably going to tell you all the wrong things that is that are on there. You know, look for people that are going in the same direction that you are wanting to go. Get the right attitude. You know, Life is not about being fair or being equal. Life is about making the best that you can make out of it with what you have. You start with where you are and you should never end where you started. There's a, start, a starting line and a finish line. Make sure that you are progressing and moving toward the finish line. Don't stay where you start. If you stay where you started, if at the end of your life you can say, well, you know, at least I didn't do anything wrong, then you didn't take a risk or anything, then you wasted your time on earth. So I hope that the attitude zone challenges you to do more, to take risks, Calculated risks, obviously, but believe in yourself and have the right attitude because I I believe in you. I, I may not know any of you that are listening. I may know a few of you that are listening, but I tell you this, you can, you will, if you discipline yourself, if you feed yourself the proper way, emotionally, spiritually, physically, if you feed yourself the proper way, you will grow how you need to be growing you will be healthy you would be physically you were you are going to be physically healthy you will become mentally healthy and spiritually healthy just continue to move in the right direction I'm gonna be doing this once a week as I mentioned you know so I don't want to take too much of your time um, we're gonna have about a thirty minute uh, podcast every week. Today's podcast is uh, is a little longer, and the only reason is because I, I had some introduction and things to do, you know, what, we, what I plan to accomplish with this podcast. So again, if you enjoyed the pod- podcast, if you're going to be one of my listeners, please subscribe to our feed, uh, share it with your friends, share it on social media, um, and if you need to contact me, we're going to have an email for you as well. Uh, look to my social media on Instagram. It is Dr. J G R O D 210. The number's 210. Uh, I'll put my uh, contact information on there so that you can send uh, your questions. If there's anything that you'd like for me to address, please send your questions to me. Um, it'll be the attitude zone at Doctor drjgrod.com the attitude zone at drjgrod.com you can email me there with any questions or comments and once again i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast share it with your family with your friends with the in-laws the outlaws anyone you know let them know that the attitude zone is where they need to be and again We'll talk next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.